Blog Talk Radio. This is Minister Ginger London. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show for this special teaching on keys to recognizing personal greatness. This is part two of a two-part series. And so I want to thank you once again. We're going to start off with prayer and we're going to get right into uh, the show on today. Um, So thank you so much again for joining. Let's open up with a word of prayer and then we will actually go right into it. Father, we thank you this morning. We bless your name, Lord God. We just honor you on today. And Father, we just thank you that we are able to come before your presence. We humble ourselves and we desire, Lord God, to learn how to recognize the personal greatness that you have placed on this side, inside of each of us. We know that you created us to do great things and to do greater works. Holy Spirit, become the great teacher. I decrease as you increase. Give us all a spiritual discernment. To know what God is showing us about our lives In the name of Jesus we pray Amen Well, welcome again This is Minister Ginger London And this is a two-part series And we're into part two uh, Of a series uh, titled Keys to Recognizing Personal Greatness And in the first In part one We talked about several things And so I'm going to do a brief uh, Recap for you so that you can, uh, in case you're just joining us in part two, you'll be able to catch up a little bit. We did six keys in part one. And so in part two, in part one, uh, the recap, uh, to give a brief recap, we talked about greatness is usually camouflaged. And I gave you the example that Jesus was born in uh, in a manger, but he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. And no one recognized the greatness in him. No one knew who he was. And I said to you in the in part one that the greatness is on the inside of you and it is birthed in, uh, inside of you uh, from God um, in, your, in the womb of before you were placed in the womb of your mother, but you may be wrapped into uh, or wrapped in some swaddling clothes. In other words, you may, uh, you may be uh, in something or people seeing you in a particular uh, state of being or they're seeing you functioning in a certain capacity and that's not your greatness. They don't recognize that even though I see you in this place, there's something greater for you in another place. They just see you the way that you are now and they don't recognize what's on the inside of you or who you are. And I talked about the scriptures give us 
uh, examples of greatness. We have uh, people who had great faith. We have people who had great endurance. Uh, we have people who had great gifts in the in those scriptures. Uh, people who had great influence uh, in the uh, in the script in the Bible, and people who had great wisdom. And you can be someone who falls in one or multiple. Uh, uh, areas of these categories God is still using people in the same way uh, Today He's still using people of great faith He's still using people who have great endurance Still using people who have great gifts uh, People who have great influence And people who have great wisdom All of these things Are unique characteristics And special in- empowerment That God places inside of each of us We may not all have the same empowerment Or same spiritual gifts but we are all a given gift. So I talked about that in part one. And also in part one, I gave you some keys, or some facts, rather, in addition to the keys, uh, to remember about greatness. And I'll just go over a couple of them for you. You can always uh, listen to uh, part one. Uh, the one that that um, that I want to emphasize here is greatness is not the absence of weakness. And so we talked about that on uh, on the first part of this uh, series, you know, and I said everyone has weaknesses or has, yes, weaknesses. Job 32 9 says, Great men are not always wise. That means even though you have spiritual gifts, even though you have a, a special impartation or a great assignment on your life, you don't, you're not always wise. You're not wise 100% of the time. We make bad decisions, we make poor choices sometimes, we make choices out of the, um, out of a spirit of anxiousness or anxiety sometimes, and it's not the best thing to do. So we're not wise 100% of the time. And so your greatness is um, is not the absence of weakness. You're not great because you're perfect, meaning without spot or, spot or blemish. However, uh, you should be uh, great in maturity. Your greatness shows up even more so in your spiritual maturity. So uh, God doesn't want us to be silly in our greatness or doesn't want us to be great in, in, in one area of life and then uh, immature and silly in other areas. We have to grow in the grace and knowledge of God, and we have to grow up in God. That means that we need spiritual maturity to really be able to function the way God wants us to in the uh, assignment that he has placed um, on our lives. And then the second thing I said about, the second fact is greatness is often camouflaged. So I briefly talked about that a few minutes ago. It's camouflaged. No matter where you are, you may be working on a job, you may uh, not be working, you may uh, not be functioning in the uh, calling on your life. Uh, people may see you in a particular um, setting in your life. You may be struggling in some area. You may uh, 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 have an area that you need to be delivered from, or you may not be walking in your full potential. Your greatness sometimes is camouflage. And sometimes we camouflage in what we in, in how we think and how we feel about ourselves. We camouflage it by walking in um uh assignments and, and callings that we're not called to. And so we're trying to function outside of what we're called to so people don't really see our greatness. And sometimes we're it's camouflaged in where we are right now. It's ex- like I gave you the example Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes. Sometimes the, it, it we're just camouflaged by the location. Of where we are right now And what's going on in that environment That environment is not who we are It's not um, the clothes that God wants us to wear But it's just where we are for that season And so the greatness is still there It's just camouflage So we, I talked about that 
So I'm going to give you, recap the, the first six keys for you, and then we're going to get right into the um, uh, second set. So altogether, you should have, when you listen to part one and today's part two, 12 keys in recognizing personal greatness. The first six that I gave you, number one, you contain an uncommon treasure. You must believe that you contain an uncommon treasure. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 says, But we have this treasure in earth and vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Even though God has placed it in this, on the inside of us, it is by the power of God that we're able to walk in that greatness and fulfill our assignment. Okay, key number two, your assignment was decided in your mother's womb. Jeremiah 1, verse 5. And it says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before you, thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So whatever the, the assignment is on your life, God uh, made that assignment before you were in your mother's womb. So it was already decided what your greatness was going to be, what your calling on your life um, was going to be, uh, what um, uh, your life's purpose was going to be. It was decided before you were conceived in your mother's womb. Key number three, you're not an accident waiting to happen. Uh, Psalm 139, verse 14, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And that, and that my soul knoweth right well. You are not an accident waiting to happen. You are someone God created in his image to do great work. And so you have to believe that and in order to do that, you have to renew uh, your thinking, your mind. You have to have a transformation in your mindset. So if you think, if you think you're not worthy, if you think... Uh, you're not uh, the best person God can use. If you don't believe that God can, can use you or that he has chosen you to do great things, it's because the enemy is messing with your thought life and with your mindset. And you must change your way of thinking about yourself. You're not an accident. You're created in the image of God with unique gifts and abilities, empowered by the Holy Spirit to do great things. Key number uh, four, everything inside you is known treasured and intended for full use by your creator. Psalm 139 verse 15 My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and wondrously wrought in the lowest part of the earth. Everything inside of you is known treasured and intended for full use by uh, your creator God. There's nothing that God has placed on the inside of you that he does not intend for you to use. Now there are some things that we bring on ourselves or that we allow the enemy to um, infiltrate into our lives, and those things are not going to be used. You know, we can be delivered from those things, and we have a great testimony, and we can help somebody overcome. But your spiritual gifts, your assignment, your um, uh, uh, abilities, uh, the uh, the created image that you have of God being created in His image, all of that God wants to use in its fullness for you to do great things to represent Him in the earth. Don't let other things get in the way. Obstacles, hindrances, mindsets, um, shortcomings, failings, uh, any sinful acts committed. Repent. Get beyond those things. Ask God to renew, a trans, bring a transformation into your life where all of these things are not hindering you. They're not in the forefront. But you understanding what God wants to do with your life is what's in the forefront. 
so that it can be used to its fullness. And principle number, key number five, your flaws do not necessarily present, prevent God from using you. Okay, there are a lot of things that we do that are wrong. There are some things that we get caught up in, but uh, and there are times when a person gets so caught up in the body of Christ that the anointing is um, taken away from that person until they repent and get back into right standing with God. But because you uh, have a particular flaw or you sinned in a particular area at one time in your life, um, doesn't mean that God is not going to use you to do great things. And I gave you the example in part one about um, David and Bathsheba. You know, uh, he committed that sin by uh, that sin, committing adultery with her. He was a king at the time. Um, he had her husband killed, all sorts of things. And it wasn't until the prophet came to David that he was even willing to re- uh, to acknowledge that he had done wrong. He thought nobody saw knew what he had done. But God knew. And when the prophet came and presented the scenario to him and said, you're the one that did this, he immediately repented. He never stopped being king. But what what kept him in a place of greatness was that he, he immediately repented. He knew that he had to repent before God and ask for forgiveness. And that's what happened. But he never stopped being king. So there are some things or some flaws in your life. Don't let the enemy fool you and make you think that God can't use you. He can use you. They won't. There are certain things, flaws that you have will not prevent God from using you to do great things. Get into the scriptures and find out how to be, get back into right standing with God, how to get rid of those things that are hindering you or getting in the way of your integrity or your witness for God. And follow what the Bible tells you. And key number six in part one was, your very existence excites God. And that's how we ended in part one on that. And I told you, get excited about knowing that God is excited about you being here on earth. <laughs> Excuse me. Your very ex- existence excites God. In Psalm 139, verses 17 and 18 says, How precious are your thoughts, toward, thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. How wonderful that is to know that God is excited about you. You know, he's, your potential excites him. He knows that when he created you, that you were created to do great things. And so get excited about that. And so once again, uh, the recap from the keys, uh, not verses, but uh, keys one through six. One, you contain an uncommon treasure. Number two, your assignment was decided in your mother's womb. Number three, you're not an accident waiting to happen. Number four, everything inside of you is known, treasured, and intended for full use by your creator. And number five, uh, your flaws do not necessarily uh, prevent God uh, from using you. Number six, your very existence excites God. And so let's get ready and move into uh, part two. And we're going to be starting with key number seven. And so if you're in the chat room, uh, I have these keys posted in the chat room uh, for you. And so if you're in the chat room, you can um, write the keys down. And if you're listening, you can continue. Uh, Key number seven, your very presence energizes God. 
knew. He saw you in the beginning and he desired a particular conclusion. And so, you know, God is looking at something within you that you have never seen. And sometimes we hinder ourselves because of our environment, because of the the, uh, way that we grew up. We hinder ourselves and we don't see ourselves through God's eyes. And so when we're not looking at ourselves through God's eyes, then we're looking at something. We're not able to see what God is seeing. You know, uh, God looks inside of me and he sees something that I've never seen before. And that's the potential of the greatness I have. You know, sometimes we know that we're what we're called to do. Uh, we tr- walk in that calling, but we stop ourselves when we get to a certain plateau or a certain level because we can't seem to believe that God wants to use us in that capacity. And he does. So remember, God sees something within you that you've never seen within you. You have to ask God to remove any scales that would keep you from seeing yourself the way God sees you. God is looking at something inside of you that even Satan cannot discern. You remember, Satan doesn't know everything. God is the one that's all-knowing. You know, and So don't let the enemy lock you and paralyze you in fear, but know that God sees way more than you can see. He has an infinite mind. Our thoughts are limited. His thoughts are not. So he already knows every capability, every ability, every talent, every gift that you have. God sees it. Even though we, uh, you may not see it, uh, may not recognize it in your life, God sees it. God is looking at something um, that um, uh, you contain on the inside of you that you have not yet discovered. And uh, I talk a little bit more about that in Understanding Your Calling Boot Camp that's coming up in September 26. It's so important that you discern or that you discover what it is that you that you contain. What are you assigned to do? And in that assignment, what is on the inside of you? What has God placed on the inside of you that's going to help you to attain that assignment? So there's something that you that you contain that you have not yet discovered. And when you discover it, that is when you're going to actually walk into that personal greatness that God has placed on your life. There's so much more to you than what you're doing. Even if you're successful, even if you're uh, in ministry, you're doing good in ministry, you're pastoring maybe, or you uh, have a teaching ministry or a, a traveling ministry where you're going around, even in all of that and in all of that success, there is still something more that you contain that God wants you to discover. And it's important that you do that. God will uh, tell you secrets about yourself and about your assignment that Satan will never hear. Don't let anybody fool you. Satan doesn't know the mind of God and the thoughts of God. So God can speak things to you that Satan will never hear. Remember I said um, in part one, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. My sheep know my voice. And no stranger when they will they follow. When God wants to tell you something that He doesn't want anybody else to know, He knows how to speak to you where you can hear Him, and you will know that it's God speaking to you. And in part one, when you hear the replay, I said in part one that you have to learn how to hear God's voice if you want to if you want to walk in your personal greatness. You want to understand your calling. You have to learn to hear God's voice if you want to do that. Then God um, uh, has the the mercies of God have not been wasted on you or your ministry. He has big plans for your life. 
So there's nothing that God showed towards you, his mercy, his love, his forgiveness, his long-suffering, his uh, kindness towards you, his faithfulness towards you. Uh, there's nothing that God shows you in your uh extends into your life or shows uh, uh, in your life where that's wasted. Anything that God does for you, there's a reason and a purpose. It's never wasted. Sometimes we waste time. We waste um, some energies or things that we should not be involved in and engaged with. And, you know, we become frustrated and feel a little discouraged because we're not walking in the steps that God has ordered. But everything God has extended into your life uh, is something that he wants into your life once in your life and it's never wasted so the sooner you discover that and understand that and discover what your personal greatness is the sooner you can walk in your personal greatness and and be free of any hindrances or anything that will want you to believe that God doesn't have your best interest at heart or that um, you know wow you miss God you should have done this five years ago you should have done this two months ago you should have done this a year ago you wasted God's time anything that has been placed on the inside of you and that you contain is not God is God has not wasted uh, anything by giving you something to do or empower you with gifts we waste our time when we don't walk in the fullness of what he has assigned for us to do Okay, so key number eight is the forgiveness of God has validated your life. The forgiveness of God has validated your life. Um, Sometimes what happens when you mess up or you fall short, uh, the enemy comes in and tries to convince you that God will not forgive you. There's no way that God is with you. Look at what you did. You'll never recover from this. Uh, you know, nobody will ever listen to you again. And all of that is a lie from the enemy. God said, if you ask for forgiveness, he, he will grant it to you. And so the forgiveness of God has validated your life. Whenever God forgives you, you can get up and you can keep moving on. You know, um, sometimes we're looking at, uh, you're looking at your beginning. God is looking at your end. You know, you're studying your flaws. God is studying your future. You know, there are times when you're uh, uh, sitting back, um, uh, studying your enemies and wondering why everybody's against you, and God is studying your eventuality. So if we could get off focus, uh, the enemy could get us off focus by focusing on flaws, uh, enemies, uh, things that we've done, we miss a lot of time in walking in the fullness of what God has assigned us to do. You know, you're awaiting your destiny. I'm just waiting for God to show me what my life's purpose is. I'm just waiting for God to show me the next step. I'm just waiting for God to show me what I'm supposed to be doing. And while you're awaiting your destiny, God is awaiting your discovery of it. And that is intentional. And I teach more about this in understanding your calling, but that's intentional. When you are discovering what it is that God has called you to do, it's an intentional act. That means you have to put forth some effort. You're going to have to get into the scriptures and study. You have to learn to hear God's voice. And when God shows you what it is that you're supposed to do, you don't stop there. You go and discover even more uh, about what it is that he's assigned you to do. So uh, let me give you an example. In the uh, Bible, when Samuel was a young boy, um, he heard a voice, God 
uh, came into the the spirit of God came into the room and started calling Samuel. He didn't recognize God's voice because he had never been taught to hear God to recognize it. He thought it was Eli calling him, and so he jumped up and he would run to Eli and say, "You call me." And he said no. And he, so he goes and he lays back down. He jumps up again. By the third time, uh, Eli recognizes that uh, he was having an experience with God, that God was calling him. And so he said, when you hear uh, that again, he said, go and um, lay back down and say, speak, Lord, for your servant here. And so Samuel goes and he la- uh, lays back down. God comes back into the room, calls his name. He says, speak, Lord, your servant hears. And God begins to tell him every, uh, lay some details out, I should say, about what he was going to do with Samuel's life. After God shared that with him, the Bible says that Samuel stayed in the temple with Eli. And he learned uh, even more uh, in, in, uh, in the temple about uh, the priestly duties. And so even though you, God reveals to you what your calling is, what your assignment is, um, your life's purpose, maybe uh, it is in ministry, but maybe it's business. Maybe it's going to be some type of community service that you uh, will provide. You'll be a a community leader of some sort. Whatever that is, once you discover it, it doesn't stop there. You have to go and discover more. About what your what your assignment is, what God has shown you. So God is awaiting your discovery of it, and waiting for you to evolve into it and discover more about it, so that you can be ex- um, uh, the vessel of excellence that He wants you to be, and so that you are rightly doing what He has called you to do. Sometimes we uh, uh, confuse knowledge with anointing, you know. Uh, the word of God tells us to study to show ourselves approved. It tells us with all of your getting, get an understanding. Uh, there are, there's a large percentage of time people don't walk in their fullness or don't recognize their uh, personal greatness because they don't have an understanding about what God is calling them to do or uh, what their assignment on their life is. So, uh, principle number eight, or key number eight again, is the forgiveness of God has validated your life. Key number nine is never consult those who have not discovered the greatness within you. You know, uh, never consult with those who have not discovered the greatness within you. Their focus will be different, their conclusions inaccurate, their counsel useless. So let's talk about, let me talk, I will talk about each one of those. Um, their focus will be different. When you consult with somebody who has not discovered the greatness within you, their focus will be different. You're going to be trying to discover what your calling is, what your life life's purpose is, or what your next level step is. And because they have not discovered that greatness, they don't recognize it, then then their focus will be different. They will They will try to focus you on something else other than going to the next level or answering the call. They'll be, uh, um, maybe you better wait. Maybe you're not hearing God correctly. Maybe you shouldn't step out. Why don't you go get a job? All sorts of things. Their focus will be different. So you have to find an inner circle or a circle of influence where people recognize the greatness on the inside of you and they know how to advise you and how to encourage you to continue to discover and seek what God is calling you to do. Okay? Then their conclusions uh, will be inaccurate. When you consult with people who... Uh, 
have not discovered the greatness within you, their conclusions will be inaccurate. They will not give you the right advice. They will not draw the right conclusions about your life. They will tell you, they will tell you, you know, as the Pharisees said about Jesus, he's beside himself. They'll tell you you're doing too much. You're taking on too much. Uh, maybe why don't you wait a while? They will draw the wrong conclusions. And if you listen to them, you will be in a place uh, paralyzed, in a place of stillness, where you should be stepping and moving forward in your life. And then their counsel will be useless. When people don't know your greatness, when they don't discern it, they don't want to acknowledge it, the counsel that you get from them will be useless. They cannot counsel you if they don't see God's um, greatness on the inside of you. You will not be able to use that counsel. They are not going to counsel you according to Scripture. They're going to counsel you according to their blindness. They're going to counsel you according to what they cannot see, not counsel you according to what they can see. If they don't see you through the eyes of God, they can't counsel you through the mind of God. And so their counsel will be useless. And if you and if you adhere to it, you'll find yourself going in circles, chasing rabbits, and never, ever stepping out launching out or doing what God has called you to do and you will not experience the personal greatness that God wants you to experience. So key number nine is never consult those who have not discovered the greatness within you. And there's a great evangelist, um, Mike Murdoch says it like this, don't stay around people who tolerate you, go around those who celebrate you. And everybody knows that saying. So you have to constantly keep that in your mind when you're building that circle of influence or when you're finding people that um, you're asking God to send people to you to help counsel you and guide you and direct you. Pray for a spirit of discernment. Pray for character discernment. You want people who can see you through the eyes of God, who can see you in the spirit and know uh, that God has placed something on the inside of you that needs to come forth so that your life can benefit the lives of others. Uh, key number 10 uh, Stay in the presence of the one Who created you And that's God Stay in the presence of the one who created you You will never uh, Quit uh, You never quit feeling good about yourself When you stay in the presence of God When you remove yourself From the presence of God You will always have negative thoughts about yourself You will never quit feeling good about yourself when you stay in the presence of God. But when you step out of the presence of God, the enemy will come in and you will start having negative thoughts about yourself and uh, not having um, the right uh, mindset about yourself or the right thoughts about yourself. You know, um, when God looks at you, he's looking at something he considers to be remarkable. The word of God says that he created man in his image. And once he did, he said, it is good. So God is looking at something that he considers to be remarkable. Because you're made in his image, you have the ability uh, to imagine, to think, to reason. You have the ability to represent God in the earth. You can do things that animals can't do. I mean, you have the ability to influence and impact the lives of other people. I mean, it's a remarkable thing that God did when he when he created you, when he created me. And so you have to believe that. You know, he planted the, uh, the greatness within you, and um, he wants you to walk in that greatness. Um, some examples in the Bible 
that will help you to understand what I'm saying. Uh, if you if you remember, uh, David discerned his greatness and was willing uh, and willingly confronted Goliath. He understood his greatness. He said, I come in the name of the Lord. I don't come any other way. I come in the name of the Lord. And that's how you and I have to do it. Whatever God has called you to do, you have to go in the name of the Lord. You have to be willing to face those giants in your life and in the lives of the people that you are assigned to. Remember, you are rewarded to somebody. You have an answer to a, uh, to a question. You have a solution to a problem in someone's life. And when you represent God in the earth, you have to discern your greatness and you have to be willing to confront the Goliaths or the giants in your life. And you have to know that you have been equipped with a mantle that can take the head off of that giant. David couldn't wear anybody else's mantle. It was too heavy. It was it was just it was too much. He had to use what God gave him. So don't get distracted. Other people have different gifts. They're doing um, different assignments. And you might even run across some people uh, whose assignment might be uh, similar to yours. But you have something unique that God has placed on the inside of you. That's the mantle that you use. Those are the tools that you use to walk in the greatness that he's assigned you to. You know, um, Joseph discerned his greatness. His brothers saw pride, but God saw passion. You know, sometimes when you share your, your vision and your dream with others, they're going to think you're being prideful. But if they don't have spiritual discernment, they will think that you're being conceited and think that you're being prideful, and they're not going to be able to go in between the lines or into the spirit realm and to actually interpret uh, the dream that God has given you about what he's going to do with your life. They're going to personal. They're going to take it personally and put the wrong uh, uh, interpretation on it, and then now they're going to mark you and think that you you think you're better than us. You think you're more more gifted than I am, or then more gifted than we are. How dare you? People usually do that when they haven't gone into the spirit and actually prayed and asked God to show me His heart, show me what you're going to do with His life, so that I can intercede and be a great resource for that person. So. Uh, key number 10 is stay in the presence of the one who created you. Key number 11 is the the opinion and observation of others is not the foundation of your greatness. The opinion and observation of others is not the foundation of your greatness. That is not where the foundation comes. So stop pursuing other people's approval. You don't need their approval. Uh, at some point during the course of your uh, uh, walking out your journey and living your life's purpose, you're going to need people to help you because no man is an island and we can't do this thing by ourselves. But you don't need people's approval. When God has assigned your life to do something, when he's given you a calling, um, you don't need other people's approval. You need to say yes to God and you need the Holy Spirit now to direct, lead, and guide you into how you are to actually carry that out. You know, God is looking at something inside of you that other some people, they just cannot see it. You know, some people refuse to see it, and some people may never see it. You know, you have some people who can't see it because they don't know how to discern spiritual things. You have some people who refuse to see it because they don't want to believe that about you. They don't want um, uh, God to use you in certain ways, and they don't want to see your life accomplishing great things. So they refuse to see it. They know it's there, but they refuse to see it. And then you have those who may never see it because they just don't understand understand uh, spiritual things. And then you have uh, uh, 
people who were like the the brothers of Joseph. They couldn't interpret his dream properly, and I just said that. So you have people who are just not going to be able to interpret your life properly. You know, they're just never going to get it. And so you don't need their approval. Then you have those uh, you're going to have to explain a little bit more, talk with them a little bit more. They want to see you do well. They're believing God for you. So you may have to educate them about what how you know what God is going to do with your life and how he's going to do it. And when you educate those people, they will begin to comprehend. Remember the scripture said, with all of your getting, get an understanding. So when somebody is sincere and they love you and they want to see you accomplish what God has purposed for your life, uh, don't shut them out. Give them an opportunity. Teach them. Use it as a teaching moment. Help them to understand what God is doing with your life so that they can intercede, pray, and help you. In your, so don't shut everybody out because some people refuse to understand. Recognize when people have a genuine heart for you and, they, and, uh, and recognize when they don't fully understand what you're saying and they need you to help them. So when if, if that's the case, help them. Okay, so so far we've done um, 7 through 11. And again, number seven was your very present energizes God. Number eight is the forgiveness of God has validated your life. Number nine, never consult those who have not discovered the greatness within you. Number ten, stay in the presence of the one who created you. Number eleven, the opinion and observation of others is not the foundation of your greatness. And I want to stop right there just uh, for a second to tell you about uh, understanding your calling boot camp that's coming up on September the 26th through November the 14th. Um, I will be teaching weekly every Thursday, uh, starting at 7:30 uh, p.m. Central Time, and I want you to join me. It's an eight-week teaching, and in that eight weeks, I'm going to help you to understand the call of God on your life and uh, give you the exact steps you need to use to break through any self-imposed barriers that keep you from that keep that uh, keep you running from the call. I'm going to help you to increase your God confidence. Uh, you know, if you have the confidence that God has for your life, about your life, in your life, then you can actually answer the call and walk in it. I'm going to teach you how to monetize your message. You know, it's okay for us to actually be spiritual, to be in ministry, or to be Christian business owners or uh, Christians doing certain things and actually making money. It's okay for your life to have a purpose and the and let me say it this way. It's okay for you to be spiritual and, and wealthy. All right? And so I'm going to um, uh, be teaching you those things uh, starting September 26th. Uh, so if you sense the call of God on your life or if you would like to discover God's call on your life and if you would like to develop your strengths and gifts to focus them around your purpose uh, and if you would like to learn how to develop your gift uh, globally, then you, I want you to register for understanding your calling uh, boot camp uh, the registration is now open uh, in the boot camp you go, I'm going to teach you how to hear God's voice speaking to you how to discern uh, and discover what you uh, who you really are how to transform your image uh, that you have of yourself I'm also going to uh, teach you how to develop yourself according to your spiritual gifts and talents how to clarify your ministry vision, how to clarify your business uh, vision and focus, you know, how to carry out God's vision for your life. You know, um, uh, I'm going to teach you the characteristics of godly leadership, how to release control and have faith in God, you know, stop uh, trying to hold on so tightly that you don't have faith that God is going to uh, help you to uh, uh, fulfill your calling on your life. And so you can go to gingerlondon.com on the homepage page. Uh, 
There's information on how you can uh, register for Understanding Your Calling Boot Camp. The cost of the boot camp is $225 uh, if you pay in full. If you need a payment plan, I've set it up where you can do $82 for uh, each uh, an easy payment of $82. So you have $82 that you will pay every 30 days. Again, the boot camp is September the 26th through November the 14th. Finish the finish this year out strong and start the new year out strong. I call it strong and strong. Finish strong, start strong. So understanding uh, your calling boot camp, you don't want to miss it. This is a pre-launch. This is a special pricing for those of you who follow me on the social sites, who also follow me on this uh, particular uh, network. Uh, the price of this is going to go up in 2014. It's uh, 225 now. It's literally going to go up to uh, $597 uh, in 2014. So I want you to get in on the pre-launch. I don't want you to miss this because you may have gone all of this year still trying to figure out what it is that God has called you to do. Here's an opportunity for you to come um, um, uh, before a kingdom trainer, a kingdom leader, and learn. It's like bringing seminary to you, a school of ministry to you, where you can learn these things so that you can start moving in the fullness of your potential. Uh, so you can de- discover, develop, and deliver your greatest potential. We are assigned to somebody in the earth, and if we never get every get uh, get an understanding about our calling, we will never reach the people that we are assigned to. And if you want to do great things. You have to get an understanding about your calling. So, again, that's going to be September the 26th through November the 14th. Go to GingerLondon.com. The registration fee is $225. You can't beat that price. That's the lowest. Uh, it's the pre-launch to it. Uh, this is the first time we're presenting it as an eight-week teleseminar. So you can get the pre-launch special in 2014. It goes to $597. And so it's worth it. I believe God has imparted into me some great material for you, content for you. Uh, it's, going, uh, it's really going to help you. Don't miss it. Uh, this is a school of ministry class. It is a you know a seminary type class, uh, but it's going to be practical strategies and uh, and, and and some really uh, some biblical principles. I'm going to explain to you where you can truly understand the biblical principles. Okay, so we're going to close with. Um, Key number 12, and key number 12 is the Holy Spirit alone has accurately assessed your future, your passion, and the willingness of your heart to become great. The Holy Spirit alone has accurately assessed your future, your passion, and the willingness of your heart to become great. This is why the Holy Spirit keeps reaching and pursuing and developing you in the um, in the midst of everything that you go through in your life, every attack, every crisis. He's constantly reaching out to develop you. I just want to encourage you to please register for Understanding Your Calling. You must develop in your calling. Register for Understanding Your Calling Boot Camp. You must develop in your calling. The Holy Spirit is reaching out to you for you to develop in your calling. He never gives up on you. He never quits looking at you. He never changes his plans towards you. He never quits believing in your future. Remember, because God is continuously uh, seeing something inside of you that keeps him excited 
and involved in your life is something that no one else could see. It is time for you to find your greatness. It is the one source of secret for the uncommon life. You've got to find your greatness. I want to encourage you, you must find your greatness. So before we go, the seven keys again. Number seven, your very presence energizes God. Number eight, the forgiveness of God has validated your life. Number nine, never consult those who have not been dis- who have not discovered the greatness within you. Number ten, stay in the presence of the one who created you. Number eleven, the opinion and observation of others is not the foundation of your greatness. And number twelve, the Holy Spirit alone has accurately assessed your future, your passion, and the willingness of your heart to become great. God never gives up on you. He never quits looking at you. It's time for you to discover your greatness. It's time for you to understand your calling. Once again, I want to encourage you, register for Understanding Your Calling Boot Camp at gingerlondon.com. Don't miss it. That's a great assignment on your life. It's time for you to get an understanding about it and to walk it in its fullness. God bless you. I'm Minister Ginger London. Thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to see you in boot camp. God bless you. talk about medi-cal you have a choice and molina makes it easy so let's talk about making your life easier about extra help to manage your health nobody knows medi-cal better than molina visit meetmolinaca.com let's talk today okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.